WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are starting with the fallout from the GOP debate, plus all things New Jersey. From indicted Senator Bob Menendez to New Jersey First Lady Tammy Murphy looking to take his job. Also, the race for mayor of Jersey City, Jim McGreevy, hoping to make his political comeback. And we are starting out with a legend in the local, on the local political scene, and that is Steve Adubato, the Emmy Award-winning anchor on State of Affairs, which airs on public broadcasting. He is the author of Lessons in Leadership 2.0, The Tough Stuff. Steve just completed a full interview with New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. It will air on public broadcasting tomorrow. And here is a few clips before I introduce Steve. You have the big race coming up in New Jersey. The state's first lady, Tammy Murphy, challenging Senator Bob Menendez in a Democratic primary. Steve asked Governor Murphy about that. We've had the first lady, Tammy Murphy, on many times talking about maternal health, Nurture NJ, a very significant initiative. She's running for the U.S. Senate. To those who question, particularly in the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, wait a minute, the governor's the governor. He's one of the most powerful governors in the nation. She's pretty much got this thing locked up. It's not fair, you say. She has not taken anything for granted. She is going to earn this on her own two feet. I promise you that. And that is a race that is surely going to be interesting and capture the attention of the country. Steve Adubato also talked to Governor Phil Murphy about New Jersey's fiscal future. You see the fiscal future as a state governor. I know inflation is coming down, but it sure doesn't feel that way. Grocery store or gas station. Uh, mortgage rates are still very high. Soft in the near term. I'm a huge bull on Jersey's economy into long term. We are an innovation economy. Let's own that space. And that's part of the interview again airing tomorrow night on public broadcasting. Steve Adubato talking to New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. Another clip we're going to let you hear before we introduce Steve. They talked about whether or not democracy is in danger. We're also involved in a series called uh, 2024, Decision 2024, Democracy in Danger. No question mark, just in danger. I've asked this many times. I'm sure people are tired of it. Democracy in danger, hyperbole? No, it is not, sadly. Uh, And I think explicitly if uh, Donald Trump were to get reelected president. It's not only on him. You've got a lot of uh, folks all over the country right now. Sadly, we're becoming a patchwork quilt country based on things from values to 
did you expand Medicaid or not? And unfortunately, belief in our democratic institutions is on that list. And with us now, Steve Adubato. Steve, thank you for joining us. No, thank you, Dominic, for having me. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you and your great audience at WABC. Well, you know I feel exactly the same way about you. You are the real deal. That's the best way that I can say it as it relates to covering local politics in terms of being a master of local politics. So we just heard part of your interview with Governor Murphy. I'll get to his wife in just a second. What's your take on this Murphy guy? I think he's a nice guy. I think he's very pleasant and he is uh, always upbeat, you know. Um, Let me just say this. I actually, ironically, I ran into Governor Christie at a holiday party. I guess he got off the presidential trail for a few minutes. And it reminded me of the dramatic difference. I mean, I had so many interviews with Chris Christie and half the time he was peeved at me and, and never held back, as you well know, Dominic, letting me know. Not only it was during the interview, then he'd call me on my mobile after to tell me what he liked or didn't like. And I actually really liked that about Chris Christie. I always knew where he was coming from. He's a straight shooter. He's a Jersey guy. Uh, Phil Murphy is a different kind of cat. I mean, you know, it's uh, he's very pleasant, very nice. Um, I don't know if he liked or didn't like the interview. I, in all candor, I don't really care that much. I'm always respectful, just as you are with everyone we interview, whether we agree with them or not. Um, he's a very progressive, very um, liberal governor, proud of it, in a state that has is a purple state, mixed state. Um, I think he has some national ambitions. I don't know how that plays out with the way things are right now, but I think he's a very pleasant guy. Um, I wish he took a little more responsibility on some of the challenging questions I asked him around uh, veterans' homes and nursing homes during COVID, but that's another story. Okay. Well, we'll come back to uh, Governor Murphy. We know he has a lot of money, and there was talk of a a presidential run, but that seems to have gone nowhere. Let's talk about his wife. That's the uh, interesting thing right now. Tammy Murphy. I met her once or twice. She seems personable. It seems like New Jersey's first lady is looking to do a Hillary Clinton in terms of uh, public office. Will she succeed in challenging Senator Bob Menendez? Well, let, let me, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned, uh, mentioned Hillary Clinton. I have to say this about Hillary Clinton. I voted for Hillary Clinton reluctantly, meaning I never thought she was a particularly good candidate. I think she is the biggest reason why Donald Trump won in 2016. She had every advantage in the world, should not have lost that lost that race. It was her personality. She did not connect with people. Again, you don't need me to tell you that as an astute political observer, Dominic. Tammy Murphy, a lot more likable. A lot friendlier, easier. You know, she's getting more comfortable on the campaign trails. It's brand new for her. She's always been, she's never been a candidate like this. She jumped to the highest level, obviously, other than the presidency. Um, I got to say this. She's going to have a steep learning curve. And there are many progressive Democrats in the state who need to be convinced that this is not a coronation for Tammy Murphy. And it's not being handed to her by the governor who has a lot of sway over a lot of Democratic chair people in large counties who are obviously going to support her and put her 
as you know, at the top of the line, preferred ballot position. If this is something that it's perceived that she's being given a Senate seat, that's going to be a problem. But she's done some good things around maternal health. There's a long way to go to be a United States senator at this point. Agreed. Agreed. You and I both know Senator Bob Menendez quite well. I covered his uh, trial, the uh, hung jury. It seems to me, seems to me this time around that he's in deep trouble. In your opinion, Steve Adubato, does he survive? No. No. And look, I've known Bob Menendez my entire professional life. Even before I got into media, I was in the state legislature for a couple of years in the 80s. Uh, He was uh, state senator at the time, moving to Congress very quickly after that. Bob Menendez is a political animal. He lives it, breathes it, sleeps it. That's his life, Dominic. He's not going anywhere. It doesn't matter whether Governor Murphy, uh, uh, Menendez's good friend, formerly good friend, Cory Booker, the entire congressional delegation virtually, uh, and members of Congress tell him he's got to go. Members of the U.S. Senate, you got to go. It's like, I'm not going anywhere. You're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming, Dominic, out of the Senate. I think in the end, he doesn't actually run, but he doesn't leave office before his term officially ends. I don't think he wants to be terribly embarrassed in a Democratic primary, which is what I believe will happen. Very interesting. We are chatting with the great Steve Adubato, the Emmy Award-winning anchor on State of Affairs, which airs on public broadcasting. He is the author of Lessons in Leadership 2.0, The Tough Stuff. Steve just completed a full interview with New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. It will air on public broadcasting tomorrow. Let's talk about someone we both know, former New Jersey Governor Jim McGreevy, who resigned Mm -hmm. in disgrace in a different time, a a different world, when he revealed that he was gay, that was the, uh, the top charge. And things are quite different now, Steve. And to be candid with you, knowing McGreevy, I'm pulling for the guy. You know, we all fall down in life sometimes. Do you get back up? Can he win this race as the mayor of Jersey City? I think he can. But, Dominic, I'm going to go back for a second. Um, Being gay, um, as he said, I am a gay American when he made that speech, that wasn't actually the thing. The thing was that the guy that he had a relationship with, Golan Sapel, whom he met in Israel, he brought him back to the United States in a trip that uh, McGreevy had to Israel and wanted to have him be the head of Homeland Security. It made no sense. He was then trying to get him jobs in different places. That was the problem. And between McGreevy and his former wife, Dina, McGreevy, who I know very, I know very well, that was between them. It was what he handled publicly and the fact that by living a lie the way he was, you know, and he didn't have to, but he chose to, um, and giving a job or trying to get a job, different jobs for go on Sapel, that's seemly, uh, unseemly, if you will. It, it was the wrong thing. He, he needed to resign. Fast forward. Jim McGreevy to me is a guy who cares deeply, legitimately, genuinely about prisoner reentry, meaning he has led an organization called the New Jersey Reentry Corporation for many years. They take former offenders. They train them. They educate them. 
They give them another chance to come back into society and make a difference. McGravy didn't make any real money doing that. He did it because he believed that that was the right thing to do. He has repented. He has made a difference. Jersey City was where his family is from. I think he's a legitimate contender to win the morality in Jersey City. And I think he'll be the kind of mayor that, frankly, is way into the details, Dominic. And, you know, we know different kinds of mayors are always looking for another run for another office. Jim McGreevy will be all in sweeping the streets himself and shoveling in the winter if he becomes mayor. I think he's got a legitimate shot at coming back and being the mayor of Jersey City. If he is elected, is it possible, and I know this is uh, looking way down the road, that he might become governor again? Dominic, there's a better chance that I become governor in New Jersey. <laughs> and okay. I mean that as, as a joke. It's not happening. It's, it's, he is making it clear to everyone that he wants to be the mayor of the second largest city other than, you know, Newark, New Jersey, Jersey City. He wants to be mayor of Jersey City. He wants to make a difference in Jersey City. He is not running for any other office. That This is it. It's either the mayor of Jersey City or he just stays a private citizen. He's not going to be running for governor. No chance. Okay, fair enough, Steve Adubato. Your take on the fourth GOP debate. Ouch. Ouch. Um, I, I'm not, oh boy. First of all, I'm not a fan of Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm not either. Not, not. and I'll tell you why. I think he's nasty. Dominic, you and, you and I have been covering politics, analyzing politics around the political arena. Uh, we agree, we disagree with people, but the, one of your greatest, of your many great qualities, is the way you carry yourself, the way you comport yourself. You are a gentleman, um, class, And dignity. so are you. People, well, I greatly appreciate that. But, but the truth is, it's not to be underestimated. It is a, an important quality, given how uncivil and how degrading and disgusting and nasty political life can be. When I see Vivek going after people on a personal level and mocking them, mocking their family, saying all kinds of mean-hearted things, mean-spirited things, not a fan. Um, I will say this. I, I was somewhat impressed with Ron DeSantis, but the bar has been so low. Dominic, I coach and train people in the corporate world about media, excuse me, about public communication, whether they're dealing with the media or public presentations and so forth. And so I talk to people about coming across in a very conversational, engaging way. Beyond DeSantis's position on issues, which people can decide for themselves, I'm sure it's very popular with, with your audience at WABC. When a guy doesn't know how to smile or he smiles awkwardly in a debate and it looks like he's reading something that says smile now, it doesn't work. It reminds me of Richard Nixon <laughs> going all the way back and looking at the Nixon-Kennedy tapes from the debates in 1960. Kennedy comes out of central casting looking like a candidate who should be president, forget about his personal life, a whole nother story. Nixon is like, all right, do I smile now? I, I don't want makeup on. I don't feel I don't feel comfortable. That's the way DeSantis comes across to me. Nikki Haley handles herself well. I think she's got a legitimate shot if Christie drops out. Mm, I think likely after, immediately after the New Hampshire primary, it may help her a bit. But she's got to go head to head with Donald Trump or she has no chance in the world because the former president, no super fan of his, but I'll say he made one of the smartest political moves 
by not engaging in these debates and soaring Dominic in the polls to wealth beyond where he was before these debates started. Imagine you gain points in a campaign by not participating in a debate or all these debates. Donald Trump is, is not a stupid guy. Well, you, you know what's interesting? You and I agree that one of the best things Trump did was avoiding these debates. I know the voters want to hear from the candidates, but at the same time, Steve Adubato, we both know if you look at this as the name of the game is winning, it was a very smart move by Trump. Why isn't Christie doing better? Why is he not resonating? Well, first of all, I would rather uh, this as a citizen. We're doing a series on public television called Democracy in Danger. And that's part of what I talked to uh, Governor Murphy about, uh, about whether he believes we're in danger or not. I think you ran the clip earlier. We did. But, we but here's did. the th- thank, thank you, as always, Dominic. But here's the thing. Even though I do believe that former President Donald Trump did the smart political thing, as a citizen, as someone who uh, believes in our, our, our republic, uh, our representative democracy, I would rather have seen him on that stage taking on Murphy, taking on DeSantis, taking on Nikki Haley. Vivek would not have because obviously he's a fan of Trump, big fan of, of Donald Trump's. But I'm going to say this. Um, smart politically would rather have seen him debate. Chris Christie, there's no lane for him, Dominic. There is no lane for Chris Christie in the current Republican primary electorate. They don't want him. They don't like him. I think he's a great public debater. He's very, uh, very much in your face, but you know he's nasty, but in his own Christie-like way. Trust me, I've been on the other end of it. But it's not resonating. He's gone after Trump from day one. He's been consistent. He hasn't backed away. Those who love Trump hate Christie for this. Um, And the bottom line is this. He'll have a great career. He'll make a lot of money in media as a lawyer doing other things after this. Um, And if he believes he's doing a good an important public service by going after Trump, good for him. But that's not about winning this race because that's not going to happen. I think he's out as soon as the New Hampshire votes come in. We only have about uh, three or four minutes left, and we are about to open up the phone lines uh, once I'm done here with Steve. And uh, you can reach me here at WABC at 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The conversation with Steve Adubato, the Emmy Award-winning anchor on State of Affairs, which airs on public broadcasting. He is the author of Lessons in Leadership 2.0, The Tough Stuff. As I mentioned before, Steve just completed a full interview with New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. You heard some of the clips at the top of this interview. It will air on public broadcasting tomorrow. So polls show, Steve, that Trump can win the presidency again, right? So I I strongly believe that he can win. Assess Trump versus Biden if that's going to be the case to be. Dominic, I got to tell you, as a citizen, as a, as a political observer, as a journalist, as an American, I, I am, I'm sad that this is the choice. I mean, I, again, never been a fan of Donald Trump. Some of his policies economically, I've done well. A lot of my friends have done well. Um, some of that stuff on the economic side, I don't have a problem with. 
it's it's the tone and tenor, it's the nastiness, it's the personal, it's the going after people who are his quote enemies. That's the stuff that bothers me about him. And January sixth speaks for itself, at least for me, it does. And Vivek Ramaswamy is talking about an inside job on January sixth, disgrace. That being said, the Democrats ought to be ashamed of themselves. I mean, they really should. Joe Biden should not be a candidate again for president. He just should not. It's just that it's not even a young man or woman's job. It's a person who's got the energy, the cognitive ability. um, And not only at 81, I'm talking, we're talking about 86 on the back end of a second term. If he wins, the truth is it doesn't engender confidence. He doesn't engender a sense that he not just knows where he's going and where he's walking. Forget about that. It's that he's in command of a situation publicly when he's being asked tough questions. You can see how he panics. You can see how he's got everything written down. You see how everything's programmed. We can't take another four years. That Look, if it came down to Biden and Trump, I know where I'd be, but I would hold my nose harder than I've ever held my nose before to vote for president. I feel as if Joe Biden, President Biden, if he were to do the right thing, not just for the Democrats, but more importantly for the country, he would step aside quickly and give another Democrat a chance to become the Democratic nominee. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a sad, pathetic, scary choice between the current president and the former president. That's Listen, I want to be more upbeat, upbeat than that, Dominic. I just don't see it. And it's sad. Well, I, I close this way. Steve Adubato, the great Steve Adubato. I always enjoy your show on television. I, I learned a lot about the political process from watching you, Steve. From afar, how does this look to you? New York City Mayor Eric Adams, his approval mm-hmm. sinks to record low, under fire on several fronts. The Quinnipiac University New York City poll finds most voters worry about budget cuts, hint, hint, the migrant situation, how it will affect their daily lives. I close that way. What do you make of this? I think the federal government has given New York City and the mayor of New York City the shaft. They have not been there for him, but more importantly, for the residents. Uh -uh. Listen, my son lives in New York. I spent a lot of time in New York, my Jersey guy, but you can't be from this area and have New York City be not be in your blood on one level or another. But I got to tell you, it's not even close to be in the city that it used to be. And I'm not putting all, that all on the mayor. But I've got to say, with the migrant situation, the federal government has not been sensitive to the residents of business people in the city. And politically, politically, Eric Adams has taken a big hit on this. Forget about the other investigation going on that only adds to his problems right now. I don't even know how he gets out from under this because you know better than most, Dominic. When you start falling politically and there's a perception, reality or not, but it's perception that you are going in the wrong direction and people are losing faith in your ability to lead and manage this city, um, and you've got a potential ethical problem and who knows where this investigation goes, you got the, they're just waiting. People are just waiting to jump in and be the next candidate for mayor. I don't know what the mayor does right now. I don't know where that rabbit is that you can pull out of this hat. 
Well, it's going to be interesting. And again, folks, you can see Steve Adubato's uh, great interview with Governor Phil Murphy tomorrow airing on uh, public broadcasting. As always, Steve, it's a great honor to chat with you, and I look forward to doing so in the future. Dominic, my honor, my pleasure to you and your great audience at WABC. Wish you all the best. If we don't talk before the holidays, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. All the best. You have a great team. You have a great audience, and you're a great friend. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Steve Adubato. Folks, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines and take your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Talk Radio 77 And we are back, folks. I started with Steve Adubato this morning rather than Hunter Biden and the new charges because, let's face it, if we started with Hunter Biden, that would have dominated the entire show. We're going to get to that right now, but we also have some news out of California, and I hope that there's no malicious intent here. A pickup truck has uh, struck three people, seriously injuring them ahead of a parade, a Christmas parade. We've been down this road before uh, in California that was supposed to occur tonight. Multiple people seriously injured after the truck backed into them moments before the Christmas parade in California was set to begin Thursday night. A Ford F-150 pickup truck reported to have hit three people at around 5.30 p.m. That makes it 8.30 New York time along the parade route in downtown Bakersfield, uh, California. So police are investigating the three pedestrians that were at the parade were rushed to a local hospital in serious condition. So in a moment, I'm going to start with uh, Larry's call in Brooklyn. He was the first one in the queue. We see all of your calls on many different topics on this Friday morning, and we will get to them. But of course, the story that is uh, has gone international, Hunter Biden hit with nine tax-related charges in a four-year scheme, according to the special counsel, to hide some $1.4 million. And the new charges come after the implosion, as we all recall, of that plea deal over the summer, that would have spared him jail time. But the judge said, wait a minute, 
This doesn't pass the smell test. And this is putting the case on track for a possible trial as his father campaigns for re-election. The charging documents filed in California where Hunter Biden lives detail spending on everything from drugs and strippers to luxury hotels and exotic cars. In short, the special counsel says everything but his taxes. There's also more anti-Semitism to tell you about. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. And it's amazing because the president's uh, of some of these Ivy League institutions are backing up after their testimony in Washington this week has blown up in their face. And and again, I'm going to start with Larry in a second, but I, I just want to focus on one situation that occurred in Oakland, California at a cafe, right? A Jewish woman goes, and you're going to hear how horribly she was treated she goes into the restroom and notices uh, anti-Semitic stuff uh, all over the restroom, people written on the walls and so on. She goes back, comes out, and complains about it, and then she is berated by hate with, with the workers. One worker, a male worker at this cafe, it's disgusting. You're going to hear this, what he says to the woman. She's trying to get back into the restroom, and three staffers are blocking her. If someone patronizes your restaurant, how do you block them from going to their bathroom? And the male worker you're about to hear here says, I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own. Who made all of these people experts in international affairs? It's pure hatred. Listen to this, folks. This is what happened to this woman in Oakland, California. Currently, this is a private property. I, I want to go into the restroom. Yeah. I do need you to leave. I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own, but we got to head. You're not going to let me You're go into the restroom, them, so I need you to leave. We have another no, restroom. I want to use this one. You're not. They're not letting you. All you, you don't get is a video of it saying that, that Zionism is Why are you afraid? If you agree it with it, why are you afraid that they will take a picture of oh, you? Why are you afraid? I'm not afraid of it. Then why are you not letting me in? Because you're... This is what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. 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 Free Palestine. Now, Free Palestine. Palestine. It's always. Please leave. Thank you. It's always. Yeah. Great. We love it. It's despicable what happened to that woman. How do you tell a patron you can't use the restroom and it's in functional order? We see all of your calls coming in. Let's go ahead and begin right with them. Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay. Hi, hi, Dominic. And I don't think this uh, this guy, Steve Adabata, was all that great. I'll tell you for two reasons. Number one, he should be able to see the difference between uh, the jibes by Trump. He says Trump is mean-spirited and Vivek is also mean-spirited. The difference is Vivek means it in a mean way. Trump is a showman. You know, like Curtis is a showman. And, and Trump used that charisma to get to the White House the first time and he'll get, get there the second time. And with everybody on his back, Steve should understand that he's got to fight back a little bit, and I don't understand why he doesn't. That's the first reason. The second reason is he said McGreevy no way he's going to be governor again. <clears throat> he could be governor again. Guess what? He's wrong. I'll tell you how he's, he could be governor again. 
He, he takes, he runs in the uh, primary for Senate against this woman. This woman, Tammy Murphy, thinks she got a free ride because who her husband is. What the hell did she ever do? Okay. Okay, but wait All a minute, McGreevy. Larry. But wait, 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 Larry, Larry. Yeah. McGreevy is not running in the primary for Senate. So what, what are you talking about? He should. He should. He should throw his hat in the ring right away. But, he, but, but, but with the City. deep pockets of the Murphy family, he'd have no chance in hell. Deep pockets, but she ha- what has she done in her life, this Tammy Murphy, besides raising the same thing kids. could be said about every other woman that this that was a spouse and decided to go into politics. I mean, you may not like it, but 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 there's a path now. You know, there's I not mean, much Hillary- to be said. There's not much to be said about Hillary. There's not much to be said about Michelle Obama. Why did Michelle Obama ever say smart that you should have two side good side dishes, healthy side dishes? She never said anything else. And all of a sudden, she's a candidate for president. Then what? What happened to feminism? I mean, did, did a husband, did a man ever uh, run on his wife's coattails? For heaven's sake, that never happened. She could be rolled out of town in two seconds by McGreevy. McGreevy is a good man. He made a big turnaround in his life. I happen to love the guy. Larry, I, I hate think- to be the one to tell you this. Uh, Tammy Murphy is an 800-pound gorilla in that, in that race. You might as well start calling her senator. That's the bottom line. Well, it, Just like, just like when, Hillary, when Hillary I mean, uh, floated the idea of running for Moynihan's seat. When she even floated the I- idea, still as the first lady in the White House, you might as well should have started calling her senator. So you may not like it, but Tammy Murphy is going to be the next senator. It's going to be tough up against up against uh, uh, the current senator, uh, Menendez, uh, and they're probably going to kill each other in a primary. But uh, Tammy Murphy is, is probably headed to the United States Senate. Your final word before I move on. My final word is that I don't, I'm calling McGreevy tomorrow, and I'm telling him to get in that race right away. I'll be right behind him. McGreevy, thank you for the call. McGreevy gets in that race, he'll be blown out. There's no, he has no chance in hell, and that's why he's not running for the United States Senate. On the comeback trail, he's got to start small. That's why he wants to be the mayor of Jersey City. And then we'll see what happens from there. Let's go to Gracie, our friend Gracie in California. Good morning, Gracie. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking me. Listen, I know you said uh, the double uh, uh, pure hatred, but you want to know something. The people, I don't blame them 100%. Of course, they're wrong, but they're brainwashed by the media. That's the first thing. Everything is a double standard. So, now, Gracie, you're talking country. about the, the protesters Everything. that support Palestinian yes. causes? Palestinian, uh, Trump is evil. I mean, he's the womanizer, Cuomo, uh, you know, uh, Andrew, his women. Uh, it's a double standard with everything. I, I, I feel like I'm in, in another world. I mean, I know things, the media, uh, propaganda, this and that, but it's never to, it's, I don't believe, I'm 76, I don't believe it's ever been to this st- uh, level. Uh, up is, de- I mean, the Democrats, they know how to do things. They know how to circle the wagons. Republicans, not that I think they're that great, uh, you know what I mean, but they don't know how to support their own. All right. 
that never trumpers. Yeah, back in 2020, we know people who are who come on the show. You know, I listen a lot to WABC. Uh, you know who doesn't like Trump? I think it has to be personal. Anybody with half a brain, and I know the people who come on the station have more than half a brain. The country was so good. What is this nonsense? That's why I really respect you, Dominic, because not because you, you, you know, you support Trump, but you're laying out the facts. I mean, well, that, that's the- what we have to do. But but you know what the problem is, Gracie, and I'm going to let you have the final say before I move on. We don't even agree on facts anymore. If you give people basic facts and, and proof to my point, we have different TV stations, right? They give people different facts of the same thing, of the same exact incident, and it's all in the eyes of the beholder. But I firmly believe, Gracie, what, whether someone agrees with me or not, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to lay it out there and I'm going to be honest about it. You have the final word before I move on. Gracie? Gracie, your, your phone your phone is breaking up on me. But thank you, Gracie. It's uh it's always great to uh, chat with you. Let's go to Michael in Nutley, New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Dominic, if Steve Bottle doesn't see the glory of Trump, he's a lost cause, and he's doing a disservice to his small viewership. Okay, but wait, Michael, 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 to, wait, uh, Michael, uh, Michael, wait a second. Catch a breath for a second. I don't understand why you're saying that. Half the country feels that way about Trump. I love him, but half the country does not like him. So is it, I mean, are, those, are all those people wrong? Yes, they are, and I'll tell you why. Because under Trump, I was paying a buck eighty-six a gallon for a gallon of gas, and guess what? That kept the cost of living down for all of right. us. Michael, it's Michael, about money. I agree with you. So then why what I'm it? trying to say is that you, you want to say that Steve Adubato is wrong. He's not wrong. He's telling you what people think. And whether you like it or not, half the country sees the like exact Trump. opposite way on Trump than you or I do. Okay, so let, let me go. Let me go uh, the reason why I call is about Murphy. I just want to remind you and your, view, your uh, listeners about Murphy. When it came to congestion tax about a year and a half ago, he talked about it. And for the first day, three days, he talked about congestion tax. I'm talking about Bill Murphy. He's, his concern was that if the New York City is going to take $23 from his constituents, he wants to know what was New Jersey's cut. His concern was not, hey, New York, stop financially punishing my constituents. For the first three days, that's okay, what but, his but main Michael, concern. Michael, 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 by saying what's New Jersey's cut, that's the meaning for the people. That's the same exact thing. I, no, I, but I, the thing I, is, what's more, why pay the twenty three dollars? This, this thing should okay, have been but, but, Okay, Michael, 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 Michael. Modern day politics. If this is going to be thrown down the vote, thrown down the throats of the voters, including people in New Jersey, wouldn't you want something for your people if you can't stop it? You know what? I'd rather have him. Get up on that mic and say, look, from the get-go, do not 
discharge my constituents. He did that. He did that, Michael. He can't. Michael, he cannot stop the train. So if Michael, 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 if Michael, if he can't stop the train, what would you have the man do? Michael, what what would I rather have him do? What I would do? Yeah, if he can't stop this train, what would you have him do? It can be stopped, believe it or not. No, no, Michael, 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 oh. Michael, they, they've tr- New Jersey officials have tried to sue, and it's still going forward. He can't just stand up and say, stop it, and, it, and they're going to stop. You do understand that, right? I do understand, but I do understand one other thing. People on the other side of the Lincoln Tunnel, which is New York City, it's going to hurt them even more. Okay, I, we all me. understand that, Michael. Michael, I agree with you. But we've got to something. be realistic with politics. If, if the well, governor you know of New Jersey... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna, what I'm going to say is this. It might be going across the line, but the people in New York City have to take action to their own hands. These Democrats Michael, do not Michael, care Michael, about Michael, the Okay, Michael thank, Michael, thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Hopefully somebody's going to stop this with the congestion pricing. But it is really unfair to say that the governor of New Jersey should stop this. He's trying to stop it. Come on, folks. We've got to be realistic with the political process. There are things that he can do, right? For all of the money that Murphy has, there are things he can do. There are things he can't do. He's tried to stop it. New Jersey officials have tried to stop it. This train is still going forward, and it appears that the, the feds are on board with it. So until somebody else finds a way to stop this, congestion pricing is on the way. It's going to be one of the worst things to ever hit this region, ever. But it's on the way. It is time for a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls and the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. So this happened in Wisconsin before. I hope California is now not the newest location. Uh, Happening tonight, emergency crews on scene in Bakersfield, California, after a truck drove through the yearly Christmas parade, striking multiple uh, parade goers who were waiting for the event to start. This happened at about 5.30 p.m. local time. A tragic turn of event. Uh, the parade continued, but but it was rerouted. Three male individuals sustained critical injuries, and the driver is in custody. An investigation is underway. I'm about to go back to your telephone calls, and coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano on the other side of Midnight, I I played for you folks earlier this week, and I think it needs to be played again, where the presidents of the Ivy League schools went to Washington at a hearing on anti-Semitism and did not really answer the questions. Boy, are they backtracking today. There are calls for them to resign. This is what happened at the congressional hearing earlier this week. At MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? 
if targeted at individuals not making public statements? Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've does heard calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. And is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard code of conduct, correct? And that was the uh, situation in Washington. Those same Ivy League presidents are now on the ropes, uh, calls for them to lose their jobs and house. A billionaire's calling for them to lose their jobs. The, uh, the chair of the UPenn School of Business calling for their president to lose her job. And I want you to hear this, and I'm about to go right back to your telephone calls, the, because I, I think it's important that we put this all in perspective in terms of the young lady that talked about being a Jew at NYU. Being a Jew at NYU is walking to class and passing torn and defaced posters of innocent hostages with the words occupier and murderer written across their faces. It is going to Bope's library to study and being interrupted by unauthorized protests where students and faculty call for a globalized intifada revolution, an incitement to violence against Jews everywhere, and a call for the annihilation of the Jewish state and my friends and family who live there. Being a Jew at NYU is being surrounded by students and faculty who support the murder and kidnapping of Jews because after all, as they say, resistance is justified when people are occupied. It is being surrounded by social justice warriors and self-proclaimed feminists whose calls for justice end abruptly when the rape victims are Jews. Being a Jew at NYU has meant being physically assaulted in NYU's library by a fellow student while I was wearing an American Israeli flag and having my attacker still roam freely throughout the campus. All right, folks, let's go back to your telephone calls up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano and the other side of midnight gets underway. Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Happy Hanukkah, Dominic. <laughs> Same to you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, uh, concerning the thing in Oakland, first of all, Oakland's been going to hell for a long time. They lost the A's, they lost the Raiders. Yeah, Oakland is going, is getting very bad. But anyway, um, this is the way I look at it as a customer. Customer goes into a restaurant, goes into the bathroom. The bathroom has got graffiti all over it. Goes to complain to the manager. Manager, uh, manager tries not to help the customer, but instead insults her national background and starts getting into a political conversation. As far as I'm concerned, this restaurant uh, deserves to have the health department called upon it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, to me, it just, uh, it's just, uh, 
the whole the whole situation is terrible. If I was this customer, I would never go back there, and I would make as much trouble for this restaurant as possible. I hope I hope that this woman does. Um, she's already the story has already gone international. People should not be treated that way. She she sees uh, uh, anti-Semitic graffiti all over the restroom. Tries to go back in. Three staffers, Norman, stand in her way. And you have that sarcastic idiot, the male, who was making those horrible insults about Israel, insulting this woman to her face. Absolutely Mm -hmm. horrible. They must not care about money. They must not care about customers. Well, well, therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem with the American workers. You have all of these kids that work for Best Buy and and the fast food chains, and they could care less. You know it. Mm -hmm. I know it. Everybody knows it. They Mm -hmm. could care less about business. All they care about is their little job, and then the businesses are losing everything. Therein lies the problem. Norman, thank you for the call. Dave and Comac, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, by the way, I heard about the comment you made earlier. They wouldn't let the woman use the bathroom. Yes, she wanted it, to go back in. It's. Uh, I tell you, when I was in Penn Station over the summer, the cops over there told me if you attempt to use our bathroom while it was in the overnight hours, we'll arrest you. That's what they told me. That's no. But now wait than- a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Did they mean the officers' uh, restroom that is not open to the public or no, the public? We're restroom? talking about the re- the the bathroom. That's where the waiting area is or any of the bathrooms in Penn Station. They told okay. me that. That's what they told me. Okay, but that's, but that's apples and oranges from what I'm talking about. What so I'm it's talking a similar about. situation, but getting back to your comment about the congestion pricing, I don't think they uh, want you to ride the trains. Because here's the thing. When I went to California in 03 and 04, you could ride the trains, buses, and rails unlimited all day long for $4. In 2003 and 2004, if they really wanted to get the cars off the road, they would lower the fares $4 unlimited to ride the trains, buses, and rails, and subways. Okay, but, but Dave, but Dave, but Dave, let, wait, let me ask you a question. See, I, sometimes I don't understand. We gotta, we gotta, sometimes I feel that people are in la-la land. The MTA is losing millions, and, you, and, and you're proposing lowering the fare? Let them cut their expenses. The governor talks about that, taking the cars off the road of the city. That's what the congestion pricing is supposed to do. So evidently what's going on here is they're really not, no, they're not going to take any of the cars off the road. It's going to be the same thing. They're basically balancing the MTA's budget on the backs of taxpayers. Well, that, that, that you and I definitely agree on, Dave. Thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. Dominic, Long Island, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, are you with me? Okay, Dominic's not there. Let's go to Rocco in Saratoga. Good morning, Rocco. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. How are you doing? Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends around the world, and especially in Israel. Okay, Rocco, get to the point, please. That's my point, Dom. I know. I know. First of all, that idea he just floated, is a good idea, Dom. If you charge $4 unlimited riding throughout the day, more people would pay the $4. So you would gain more revenue. They wouldn't try to jump the fare because of the price. And let everyone pay $4. You make more money. Okay. Also, all this nonsense about people treating Jews the way they are, 
disgusting. What the hell are we teaching people? Don't they understand the Balfour Declaration 1917? Israel had that land. The UK gave that to them to form the state of Israel. The Jewish people in Israel gave Palestinians the Gaza Strip. They don't own anything. That's Israel's land. Educate yourself. Go to school. This is ignorance. That's what we promote. Elise Stefanik, our congressperson from up here, she is great. Absolutely, she grills presidents. She is a Harvard grad. She's too damn smart. They couldn't roll her over. My grandsons visited her in her office a couple of years ago. She's a great woman. She's our next president. All right, with Trump and then after Trump, Elise Stefanik. I love her. She knows what she's doing. She's a smart lady. Let's stand behind her. She'll root out this anti-Semitism. Okay, Rocco, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go to Frank Morano in just one second. Frank is standing by. Warren in deposit. Warren, quickly, please. We're short on time. Yes, you've got a great show, Dominic. I listen to it every thank night. You. But thank you. my point is, is that I don't understand these Democrats. You vote Democrat, Democrat, Democrat for all these years. You know what they're going to do. They're going to tax and spend you. They keep continually do it. And they keep voting them in. They keep voting Democrats in. When are these people going to start voting Republican and then change the ways? Well, Warren, I have to step in. Warren, you're making an assumption. And the assumption that you're making is that some of these people that are voting, that they're paying taxes. Some of these people don't know up from down, left from right. They they go for the okie doke. That that's I'm trying to give you the quick abbreviated version because I'm completely out of time. Warren, I look forward to ch- uh, chatting with you next week. I'm joined now by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, what do you have coming up? Uh, well, great deal. Well, we're going to do uh, ask Frank anything in the next hour, and uh, we'll touch a little bit later on this Hunter Biden indictment and uh, some of Mayor Adams' troubles as well. Uh, we've got some fun holiday stuff and uh the and we got denunciations which is always a fan favorite so now what are you doing this weekend you and the family and that that uh very handsome son of yours that kid looks like a model (laughs) he thankfully he takes after his mother if that's the case but um (laughs) we uh we're going out to long island to my sister-in-law tomorrow and uh you know so we have some other family stuff and uh really really we're counting down the days till christmas there's a lot of errands to get done between now and then that's for sure is the Christmas tree up yet? It is. Yeah, we went with a fake tree this year, but okay. uh, it is up. Yes. Okay. Well, folks, Frank Morano is coming up right now. I will be back on Sunday night, as always, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., weeknights at midnight. I want you folks to do me a favor. Keep it right here to Frank Morano, and I want you folks to have a lovely weekend. See you Sunday night.